This program contains language that is intended for mature or immature or immature audiences. Anyone affiliated with this train wreck of a show assumes no responsibility for its content. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome into the Section 304 podcast, Drinking Beers, Talking Ears. Thanks for checking us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and it is, we have sprung forward it is now spring, the official start of, well, I guess it's not the official start of spring, but we did spring forward, so I'm dragging ass this morning. Uh, this is Anthony Lewis, I'm in the studio with John Crum, Matt Durrett, Jeremy Yost, and we have a guest with us today, Dr. John Pennington, coach at West Virginia State University, football, head football coach. Welcome back, you've been on the show before. Yeah, it's great to be back. I was, uh, man, congratulations, you guys have been doing this for Five years, Too almost long. six. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, a lot of, you know, this was before podcasts got big, I feel like, and you guys started doing this, and now, you know, there's a lot of them out there, but, you know, a yeah. lot of credit to you guys for keeping it rolling. People still listen to us. Which is the shocking that's thing. That's shocking to me. <laughs> a lot of people do. I mean, I talk to a lot of people that, you know, have listened to the show or know about the show. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, we just, hopefully they don't take us too serious. There's <laughs> one writer out there, I guess they are just blasting him in these, um, I think he has a webpage, though. Guy, I don't even know because I don't read. It's one of those. Guys. I know one of the guys has spread some false information. Yeah, it's one of those type of. Yeah. So, but he what, has like a big name site behind him, but yeah. he doesn't verify any. That's not good. He's not a journalist. We basically. we try not to be known as journalists here. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. We just <laughs> well, come no. in and you know dish our hot takes. Yeah, our, give our opinions, and you know what those are like. Everybody's got one. But anyway, um, West Virginia. Two and zero this week. Um, hell, who did we play this? Iowa week? State. Iowa State on the Iowa road, State and then Baylor, and then Baylor at home, which I thought was going to be um, more of a showdown early in the season. When you looked at the schedule, we thought maybe that could have been playing for a share of the Big Twelve title. But anyway, it's good to kind of get the um, the momentum switched. I mean, if you're going to you know, you've been on a bit of a skid where they, at one point they were like three and six, I believe, in February. Two and six, I believe. It was bad. They lost six out of eight. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, now's the time to turn it around if you're going to. So, beating Baylor at home, probably the biggest win since what? what? This year? Kansas uh, last year? Kansas last year. That was a big one. I, given what happened last week, and we did not, we recorded a show, but I hit the wrong button. So, that was my fault. That's what happens when I don't But count. we basically said the team quit against Oklahoma. Well, and it seemed like this team laid down. You know, the more they lost, the more they laid down. It was more like we'll go right. out there, but we're not. We're not going to play. And then yesterday, I mean, Iowa State. You started seeing it. They started to back off, and then kind of speed back up on it. And then yesterday, it clicked. I, yeah, we went down nine, and I thought because I'm sitting there, Vegas had us point and a half favorites going in at tip. I was like, there's a sucker's bet. I was like, we're not going to win this game the way we've looked. And then all of a sudden, we'll get down nine. I was like, well, there we go. Vegas just won. Well, and go we back to up. Iowa State. We had a big lead, which we've had several times this year, completely piss it away at the beginning of the second half and let Iowa State back in the game, who's been, you know, they've had a pretty bad year. And it looked like, here we go. It's been the MO of this team all year to let leads get away and not finish the job. And what do we do? We make free throws against Iowa State. 18 for 21 against and we, Iowa yeah, State. And we win the game. And I think that was a huge confidence boost because they had not played well on the road and they hadn't played well at all recently. So to kind of blow a lead and then get it back, I mean, that was huge. Now, I had a good feeling yesterday. I thought we were going to play really you well. You went. And I went, yeah. So you must have had a good feeling. Crum does I, not travel 79 <laughs> unless, he's feeling, unless he's feeling good about something. Or it's so, football season. Yeah, well, but they got down in the second half and they could have quit and they didn't. And I thought that was key. Well, when you were talking about free throws yesterday, 
if you take Derek Culver right. out, we were 20 for 24. Well, they did take Derek Culver out. <laughs> well, I mean, you take his stat well, he off couldn't, of, yeah, the he free throw line. Couldn't have him in at the end of the we game. We were no. 20, 24. Oh, no. Yeah. He didn't play low at the last eight minutes or so? No. He maybe longer. Maybe maybe last, longer. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was he it was a spell. We but, had a matchup though that Huggins really took advantage of, and that was they had a smaller lineup and Haley had a guard on him. And you he know, hit three or four in a row. I only yeah, bitched twice on his rotation. I think he scored like six straight. But the best lineup that I saw in there yesterday was when we went kind of small. Yes. Taz, Deuce, uh Matthews, Culver, I believe, and um might have been Jermaine or no and Gabe, and they got after it on defense. Matthews waiting for that point guard to come across half court, and they got after it on D. And then Matthews just looked like a totally different fucking player yesterday. Two two things I think stand out this week, and that I've noticed that this this team has done, and and it seems to have changed the um, the scope of what they look like on the court, and the the outcome wins is one they're making foul shots, which is good. It's because now's the time you're going to need to do that come tournament time. And two, they're not shooting themselves out of games. They're only shooting like 15 threes a game. Right. Early in the season, they were taking 25 to 30 three-pointers. And, let's, and it's no secret, this team is not a good shooting team. <laughs> no. So you can't shoot yourself out of games. And you, and you can't, if you're not a shooting team, you're not going to shoot yourself back in it. So they've been taking the ball to the hoop and scoring, um, and hitting jump shots, short-range jump shots. And I think maybe that's brought gave this team a little bit of confidence. Can we talk about everyone playing their ass off except for Napper? <laughs> Napper gets He's in struggling. there, turns the ball over, then he stands there. He likes to shoot. Lets the, well, but he, let, he, he gets, He's open as soon as he steps on the floor. He turn, Well, yeah, he is. He's he, open. Well, he thinks so. You he's put the whole getting, team on hey, him, he's going to throw it up He there, checks in, he's getting a shot up quick. He turned the ball over and stood there and let the kid go down and just pop a wide open three instead of trying to hustle back. Everyone else yesterday. The fuck were those kicks he was wearing, too? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is that, man? Why are you the only guy on the team with some sort of just absurd... His, outlandish, stupid color shoe to make yourself stand out. His you don't want to draw attention to yourself if you play like him. You're like a turnover <laughs> machine. Well, I don't he, get it. We only had four turnovers in the second half. Too. Right. Yeah. That was the team yesterday. Was the team that almost got in the top ten. That's the team people had pegged as a potential Final Four team. Well, that defense so, was back yesterday. Oh yeah. I mean the yeah. the defense well, that went went to sleep for two months. Well, that's what Han, that's what Han said. This team needs to play more defense. Where we thought it was an offensive issue, yeah. he well, was right. Most of Huggins' team, the defense leads to offensive easy right. buckets because none of his teams can shoot a fucking lick. <laughs> I mean, you can look at you can look at his statistics from Cincinnati on. Shooting percentage is not a strong yeah, Bob Huggins true. thing, and he's not an offensive coach. But what happens is his defense turns people over so much, and then and those second turnovers lead to layups and and fast break points. And that's just we weren't getting them this year. What was it, Crum? What we out rebound them by? Because it was we cleaned fourteen. The yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let me crush, ask you, let me ask you this: on, on May the eighth or March the eighth, two thousand nineteen, if I looked at all of you and said, "Listen, next year this team is going to be twenty-one and nine, would you be okay with that? Oh, absolutely. Last from talking next last year, year? No. no, last year oh, where we day. were last year on this day, I said well, yeah. this team's going to win twenty-one games next year. I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, you would take it and be okay with it. I would have been. But well, that's like Crum was saying. You know, we're fucking nineteen wins this year. What? Are you, how can you be mad after what we did last year? It's like, but you forget when you start winning, like that kind of shit goes out the window. Like that's that's the you the, think the we good got in the bad. You is, think we got a little too excited after we beat Ohio State? Yeah, we yeah. did because that high. I mean, and we've said it over and over. That Ohio State <laughs> win isn't as good as what it looks like oh, man, then. You're dealing with w- kids what it is now. You know, imagine put yourself in that position. You're. 17, 18 years old, they're, they're hyping you up on ESPN. Everything's pro- projecting you as a favorite to, to go the final four years. High as a two seed. Uh, Lenardi is just, just praising everything you're doing. And you look at the schedule and say, oh, well, you know, we can, we can coast. Like, we're a lock. We're in. And then you take that time off. It, it happens. I mean, everybody knew the talent was there. It was just a matter of them coming back around and, and, and getting it together. The biggest thing yesterday, I told you guys all year long, that team will go as Matthews goes. Right, and you have. And and yesterday, he showed up. He got that flush on the baseline. And showed up. And that out. dude got excited, and then he hit that three ball. And then, for whatever reason, Hugs benched him. But he came back, and he was he was all over the place, man. He was playing great D, scoring points, getting rebounds. They'll go as he goes. I agree. 
I think he I think he has to step up and be the leader on that team. Can we talk about when Big O clearing McBride for takeoff on that oh. dunk? <laughs> McBride's filthy, dude. I love that shit, though, man. A little guard who just wants to dunk on everybody. It's like Ja Morant in the NBA. Like, Ja's not – Ja blocked shots, Ja dude. saw Anthony Davis the other night in the lane. He didn't – he stepped on the gas, and he went up to try to – Hang his his nuts right on Davis's forehead, <laughs> and he he did that shit to Kevin Love too. I love little guards that play like that. Well, and I mean McBride McBride's one that when he's on the court, he's giving you one hundred ten percent. I mean yeah. he's gonna wear he'll yeah. wear himself out on defense. I mean you see fast breaks, and then you think it's going to be an uncontested fast break, and here comes Miles McBride up in the air. I think people get a little disappointed at what could have been. You know, it's this, not over yet. No, I'm saying in, for the regular season. Oh, all right. I mean, oh, winning the we could have won the Big Twelve. Oh, what's that? Banner? I mean, well, I mean, but well, you are right. you are what your record says you are. Yeah. yeah, I think there was some fool's gold in the beginning of the season. You know, as a coach, you can kind of see and feel that stuff. Yeah, uh, but you can't convince, like you said, eighteen to twenty yeah. year olds when everyone's telling them how good they are. Uh, you know, you might win a game because a team plays badly, not because you necessarily yep. won it. You get a little momentum going, and you're kind of playing off of that. And then when the when the reality sets in and that momentum falls off, you know, you're going to be we're twenty one and twenty one and nine team. I think that's pretty accurate. You yeah, know, man, I so, think so too. Yeah, no, I mean, I we are you were horrible last year. Yes, and, and now we, you know, it's hard to skip multiple steps on yeah. your way to you know to building something special. Absolutely. And we weren't doing little things. We weren't making free throws. We weren't taking care of the ball. You can't win if you don't do those things. No, did you hear going into? I think it was the Iowa State game. They said that we were three hundred and eighty third. The three hundred shooting numbers are gone. On free are just throw percentage, awful. it's like, hmm. Well, that's what happens when you get you know you get ahead of yourself. You quit doing those yeah. little things and what got right. you there in the first place. And uh, you I, know, I'm glad we bottomed out and we did because it yeah, sounds like they figured yeah. out that hey, we're not that good. We we got to be this scrappy Bob Huggins teams that every, that everyone like you said that we saw. You know, we were top ten. And you're I, not going to outclass anybody, but you can sure as hell outwork them. Yeah, you're, you're always going to have a chance to win. Yeah, yeah. But that's always and that, that's always been a Bob Bob Huggins team. We're not going to have. And I, I mean, honestly, that's always been a WVU team. We're not going to have all these five stars and everything else. But I promise you, we're going to outwork you to get where we're at. Wouldn't it's not just basketball either. No, I'm talking that's football. That's what yeah. I meant. I mean, yeah, look but, under Nealon Rod. I mean, look. I mean, like when you played, there yeah. were times that. Yeah, you all aren't supposed to do shit. I think that's why we love West Virginia, the state, and WVU because it's blue collar mentality, yeah. Yeah. us against the world, and that's that's the kind of team we all want to root for. Right? What did McNeil finish with yesterday, Chrome? I think he had eleven, but he he did it. He I got it he done at the free throw line. Yeah, that floater he hit going down the lane in the second half too was something special. He was good on defense. He didn't hit a big shot or any. He had that one look where you were like. He's going to hit the – we were up three. We're going to go up six, and the fucking roof was about to come off the Coliseum, and he clanked it. But he he played really good on defense, and then he made free throws down the stretch. And to me, if this team wants to make a run, like you guys have said, it's Emmett Matthews. Jermaine Haley has to play pretty well. He doesn't have to score a bunch of points. but um, He turned the ball over a couple times. Yeah, yeah. he had a couple bad turnovers. Still going to that baseline, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the fucking – his, his – Draw to that baseline is the definition of just insanity. Was well, the basket is the basket push back in Canada? <laughs> I don't because know. it seems like he would drive one drive that baseline and he, float it up there, but he, he drives under. He gets it. down there and gets trapped, and then throws it out into like a, a double team. You know, it's just it's insane to watch him continuously right. go to that baseline. But yeah, I, I mean, our guards got to score some. And Sherman didn't do much. He rolled his ankle, but McNeil stepped in. And, of course, Deuce played really well. Yeah. So we're not going to do very well if it's just either Culver or O. The other guy's got to chip in. And, I mean, we got easy baskets yesterday. And that, that is the product of running good offense and passing the ball well. Were you there early enough to see uh, the engagement? Yeah. Did you stand up, scream? Yeah, we lungs? cheered. We St- cheered. Standing O? Standing O. You gave it a standing O? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> everyone, else, player. everyone else is praising Hurler on his engagement. Diddy goes, man, you see them PG3s. Yo, those fucking, they were those t- fucking <laughs> sneaks are tough, man. I'm telling you. They put those up. Uh, Osaboyan, they got about six new pairs of kicks, and he was showing them all on, on the social media. Nike took care of them. Real quick, I mean, are you guys okay with Thursday night, Oklahoma? Bring them on. They beat us twice. Both games, I don't feel like we gave our best effort. And, hard to beat a team three times, and it's right. hard to beat. A, yeah, that's well, think, a great I cliche. Be- I think we're better than Oklahoma. I do too. I, I they're going to have to. 
the smaller lineup I think would be beneficial against Oklahoma because we pressed them a little bit and had some success with that. Now, granted, we were down a lot, and they were kind of just trying to kill the clock. But I think you're going to see a smaller lineup. Well, and I think, I mean, as long as that smaller lineup comes out and starts hitting like they did against Baylor, then it's effective because now your big guys down down low, you've got that threat of they're hitting outside, They're you know, they can feed inside. What are we going to, you know, pick your poison type deal. You pop out, you drop down. They don't pop out, you take that shot, which is something for the past few months that we haven't had. Well, I think playing Matthews at power forward, he can stretch the defense a little bit better. The big thing in the NBA is a stretch four, right? Guy who can hit a jump shot and take that other guy out of the lane, and he can do that. Culver and Oscar really can't. So no. that's when you see our lane just can completely get clogged up. That that's a byproduct of that. So that I I mean, but you never know with Matthews. Can you count on him to show up again? I, I think I so. Know. I think so. Now, I mean, I think like I said before we started recording, it clicked with him yesterday, and he was you know. I mean, he was excited. He was having fun. And they did look seen... like they were having fun right. yesterday, didn't they? They haven't looked like they have been having fun for a long time. No. Well, they looked like they were having a hell of a time yesterday. Winning cures everything. Yeah. yeah. Winning and I, finding that groove. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure that the team was lo- has lost each other. If you look at their social yeah. media, yeah. they're all still – you know how they're, they're all putting out, out together, those TikTok yeah. videos and all that fun stuff. It wasn't fractured. Yeah, no. it was on the outside, but a lot of times a good team will ignore the noise from the outside. The social they, media. They don't really have a leader though, and I, I don't know if there is one. And that that's that's one of our weaknesses. But I mean, honestly, it's maybe a young team. Maybe this is where Matthew steps in after that performance steps in and says, "Hey," and, and tries to take this team on his shoulders and say, "Hey, let's roll from here." And I, I think. People think leadership is just a, a guy who gets the best out of everybody, and that that's true in my opinion. And you, John, you would know better than anybody, but in basketball it's a little bit different because shit gets tight and you need a guy who can go in and hit a shot or get to the free throw line or make a play. And we we don't really have that. There's no consistent Javon Carter. I mean, you knew Carter could get a shot off. You knew Jawan Staten could take a guy to the lane, and you knew Butler was going to do something – when it got tight and crunched, those time. guys are all continuations of the coach. Though they had the same kind of yeah. uh, attitude and, and grit that Deuce will be Huggins that guy. Have. I think I, I think, think he's think definitely right. he's a Huggins guy. Yeah. He's that guy. He's just not maybe not yet. Yeah. yeah, you may see it in the tournament. I mean, he did it early in the season. Mm-hmm. You know, when he had some of those big games early and down went, in Puerto Rico when he yeah. He, Get me the ball. Had his welcome welcome to yeah, that college was party. Time. Yeah, that was a tournament he took over. You know, right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's hard for a true freshman to tell upperclassmen, hey, you know, here's what we need to do. You can tell he's like, got it. You oh, can yeah. tell he's got a confidence about yeah. him and a swag to him. Oh, that, yeah. That he, he has no problem saying this he is what we need to do. He ain't scared to shoot yeah. it, man. But it helps when you back up your talk. When that freshman says, let's go, and you're like, whatever, and then he goes out there and starts popping. Well, it's like with Dax when they said he showed up on campus. Yeah. And they said, he said, let me get the starting five over here, and Miles inserted himself into it, and he was like, oh, that's you, huh? And he was like, yeah. That's me. And then said Huggins, let him stay. It was like, all right, earn it. Yeah. Get it. Let's see it. I think Deuce is that kind of player, too. Deuce play, Deuce, Deuce will lock up defender, and I think Deuce will do big Man, things. Man, dunk yesterday. I loved it. Did you come out play. of your seat? Yeah, the whole section did. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was out rowdy. Yesterday, right? uh, there were some empty seats. I think technically it was a sellout, but you always have a few. The, the StubHub. StubHub crews, but it was loud. That's the loudest I've heard in a long time. The place was rocking. Yes. Uh, Priscilla said that's the loudest environment he's been in yeah. all year. It was loud. And the other I don't know who the other guy was calling it with him, but uh he agreed. Yeah. I don't know, but I love Fran. Fran loves the Mountaineers. Yeah, Fran, we need to get Fran on Fran. the payroll. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. When we come back, Dr. John Pennington has wrote a new book called Small Wins, Big Gains. And we'll get into some of that. Also some uh WVU football, some West Virginia State football. Because I'm interested to see what you guys got going on over there. You guys made a hell of a run last year, and it sounds like you you're gonna maybe insert a new quarterback this year and keep the momentum going. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back. We'll get into this book and also talk some football. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. 
No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. It's the start of fall and football here at Tony the Tailor. No one in the Mid-Atlantic does men's clothing like Tony the Tailor. Best selection of quality sportswear from Johnny Owen Brax. Huge shoe department featuring Cole Hahn, Donald Pliner, and D. Bianco. Jackets and suits from Hickey Freeman, Samuelson, and Talia. And of course, free alterations by Master Tailors. Tony the Tailor, 822 Virginia Street, downtown Charleston. 304-833-9403 or online at bestmastertailor.com. Wally's and Wimpy's Sports Digest, a West Virginia legend for three decades, is back. Get the scores, the schedules, special features. Wally's and Wimpy's has everything you need to get ready for the big game. High school, college, and pro sports, it's all in there. The Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd, every NCAA Division I conference, the Mountain East Conference, the National Football League, we've got it. Go to WallyWimpySports.com to find out where you can pick it up and how you can get Wallys and Wimpies delivered straight to your inbox. Wallys and Wimpies Sports Digest, back and better than ever. What the hell you want, boy? Damn! Mr. Charles, can I use your bathroom, please? What you gonna do? Number one, number two. Number two. Shit. You ain't gonna drop no thinking loads here. Anybody drop a thinking load, it's gonna be me. Welcome back into the Section 304 podcast, drinking beers, talking ears. Thanks for checking us out this week. It's actually the first segment. We It's pretty positive. We had a couple wins. It's been a down show the last few, about the last month or Just so. win, baby. So, like Al Davis used to say. I, well, I'll tell you, it did. Cures everything. I'm dragging ass because of the time change and I was up too late and all this other shit. But it was actually not a uh, major pain in the ass to come in and talk about no. two wins. So that that helps. But joining us in the studio today, a um, longtime friend of the show, uh, we've all known Coach Pennington a long time. He has a new book out, Small Wins, Big Gains, and My Eyes Are Bad. So I'm try- I'm looking on the back here, some noticeable names here that have uh, that are printed out. Greg White, former uh, Marshall basketball coach, motivational speaker. Um, and the best damn ball spinner on his finger of all time. Oh, yeah. Brushes his yeah. teeth yeah. with that fucking ball. No kidding. I've never seen that. Literal. Have you never seen that? No. You never oh, went it's... to his camp when you were a kid? No, I was a basketball Dude. What a showman. Of course, um, longtime friend of the show, one of the good guys, Rasheed Marshall, former West Virginia quarterback, 2004 Big East Player of the Year, and also Pat White had some kind things to say about you here on the back and about the book. But first, tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, I'm – just reading the basics. I haven't got to get into it. I still got to order mine on Amazon. So if you're listening, head over to Amazon and order. I think it's like thirteen bucks. If I looked at yeah, it. it's in my cart. A little cheaper, but yeah, yeah. Is it? I mean, is it? Is that it? Thirteen bucks? Yeah, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it looks like a good, good, easy read. So, but tell us a little bit about the book and what kind of led you to decide to write a book. Well, it's a personal growth book on setting and achieving goals. And I, I've always been into writing down my goals. When I was in middle school, I wrote down, you know, some goals going into high school, some things I wanted to achieve. And, um, you know, I don't know why I did that or who motivated me to do it. Maybe my parents, maybe a coach, but wrote those things down. And then at the end of my high school career, you know, a lot of them came true. And I was kind of shocked, like, wow, that's, that's all I got to do is just write, write these things down and I can achieve some of them. It wasn't everything, but it was a lot of things maybe that I thought were kind of far-fetched. Um, so after high school, I, I was like, I'm going to write down something so ridiculous, um, you know, because I was like, if I'm achieving these goals just from writing them down, why not? Why not dream big and, and go after something crazy? And uh, so that's what I wrote down. I wanted to play for the Mountaineers and catch a touchdown. And, uh, you know, first year I was there I didn't, didn't catch any touchdowns, you know, and uh, second year, you know, it took three years to achieve that goal. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of what 
what led me to start writing down my goals, and I, I saw the power of of being able to live my life on purpose and and to, you know trying to attack what I wanted every single day. And so um, over a period of time, you know, I've been training athletes, I've been working on myself, trying to set goals and get better all the time. So I. Uh, you know, develop some tools and techniques from reading books and just trying things out. A lot of a lot of trial and error with myself, but uh, I've trained a lot of athletes too, and and you know, using these goals to help them, you know, achieve what they want in life. So a couple years ago, I uh, was in the bookstore, couldn't find anything. I was looking for some kind of comprehensive goal setting system to to get me where I wanted to go, and uh, there was nothing there. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book. I do this every day. I train athletes. I train myself, and uh, I've got the knowledge, and I want to share it with people. And I get. I get a lot of former athletes that are like, man, I wish I wish I knew now what I knew then when you were coaching me. If I still had someone pushing me every day, and it's, I mean, it's 2020. I mean, I I, I could get that content out there pretty easily now, and right. uh, so that's when I you know wrote the book, and um, you know the topic, the main idea is just about you know setting setting some goals, but finding small wins to keep you focused on that process uh, that's going to keep you disciplined because we all set goals, we all have goals in our mind, but the hard part is sticking with them. I mean, you know, it's easy to set right. them. Uh, but you know, so we, we just set goals and I, I basically use some tools and techniques to keep you on track, but discipline, you can't get discipline out of a book. I mean, it's gotta be a decision you make and commit to, right. uh, and, but the book will give you some tools and techniques you can use to keep you on track. And so it's self-produced. Yeah. I self-published it. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, just like this, I mean, the technology, you just said it, the technology's there now. Right. So you just kind of just put things out there, which is, there's no gatekeeper right you can do whatever the hell you want for content right which is cool you know so you know what you know what are some things that really i guess will people walk away from like when they walk you know i'm looking in here and it's there's self-talks you know is this kind of like a day-by-day book or is this a well i see a chart it's more of like a time management basically it's like you know a month you know, of, of trying to do things on purpose and, you know, create these small wins over a four to six week period. So you can, you know, get a feel for how this can create, you know, big results. I mean, if you create, you know, these, these little wins, like I was talking to, to crumb about, you know, if you want to lose weight and you try to eat kale, every, nothing but kale every day for a year, you're, you're going to fail eventually. I mean, after about a yeah. week or two, it's going to get, it's going to be disgusting. So it's more about, you know, cutting out soda for, for a couple of weeks and then you lose a couple of pounds and then, then you cut out processed sugars and then, you know, you build and you basically habit stack. Once you create this new habit and lifestyle and it becomes routine, then you kind of stack on top of it. And if you do it for a long enough period of time, you know, it's going to create huge results. Kind of like when I was playing at WVU, you know, it, it took me three years to catch a touchdown, you know, and probably most people during that time are like, he, he should probably give this up, you know, but, uh, but I was creating these habits and these small wins that they were getting me closer and closer to my goal. And then, you know, I tell our players all the time, you know, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success, you know, and you, you know, cause it was, it was just consistent work over and over. And then everyone's like, Oh, there he's catching touchdowns. So right. he's obviously, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I can remember when you were at WVU, it was getting to travel. Yeah. That was and it, built over time then you got to actually play Mm -hmm. then you were playing meaningful meaningful snaps you didn't just roll out there and make the catch against Pitt it was incremental yeah and there were small wins there were setbacks but yeah (laughs) but you're right it was those milestones and you there's a lot of motivation in that when you you know because if you just focus on the end result and you're three years away you're gonna lose a lot of steam you know but if you're like you know you find these little milestones that you hit it gives you momentum how important is that to set it and, and to not – to set it like, you know, the title, Small Wins, Big Gains. How important is that overall just to set small little little marks that you can hit along the way? And, uh, you know, how much does that help in not getting discouraged or giving up on what the goal is that you're trying to accomplish? Oh, it's essential because, you know, it's human nature to get thrown off. And, I, you know, you get – you actually get a little hit of dopamine when you achieve a little goal. Like, that's why to-do lists are so good when you – like when you physically cross it off, you get a little shot of dopamine and it feels good. It's a, you know, it's that, that good feeling you get. And uh, I, I think that it's, you know, when you, you talked about taking away from the book, like I, I have keystone habits, things that are like, it's a small habit, but it makes every other habit better, you know? And so for me, it's a morning routine, you know, every morning uh, getting up and doing certain things, working on, like, that's what I did for this book. It was, a, I was, it was a guinea pig. I was a guinea pig for myself. I, I wrote the book in, uh, it took me 12 months to complete the project, uh, 22 months real time because I take five months off for football. Um, so it took me 12 months and 
uh, I just wrote it 30 minutes every morning before my family woke up. I mean, that's I woke up, I'd work out or do yoga or something, and then I would work on it for 30 minutes. I did that for a year. I had a book, and it was it was done. And that was that's the whole premise of the book. Like it, there were a lot of times when I looked up and thought, I'm never, this is never going to happen. What am I doing? You know, right. I don't, I'm not an author. And then, you know, but then I just like, you know what? I just keep just stay consistent with the habit. And now, you know, I look back and I'm like, that wasn't that hard. You know? yeah. But when you're in the middle of it, it's, it's brutal. So is this the mantra for your, for the West Virginia state football program? I mean, so, I mean, our slogan is win the moment. And, and that, that is kind of the same premise as, you know, don't you know? Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about what what's going on in the future. You know, just attack what you got right now and try and win it. And, and that's you know, obviously, small wins equal big gains is, is because I'm a coach and, and involved in athletics, and that's kind of the niche that I'm in. But um, us for us, it's win the moment, and that's discipline. That's what the book's about. It's about creating small wins to keep you disciplined mm-hmm. to make the right decisions, and um, that's what our that's what our whole focus is on the football team. You want to have the football team read up? Um, you know they. They will. Some of them have asked me for it, but we do this every. I mean, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah, so right. it, it's like it's. They have an academic playbook that they have to carry with them, and they have this exact system in their academic playbook. Now, do they do it exactly? I don't know. I can't make them do it, but a lot of them use it and do it, and they have success with it. Well, you know, our audience, a lot of West Virginia fans listening. So, I, just glancing, I see there's a story in here that involved Coach Nealon. Um, so yeah. we'll get a little bit of your. Backstory to your to your journey to Morgantown, and then and then even in, it looked like uh, some other things like that in there. So, I, you know, I think that this book will keep a lot. of It's not just that. There's some little stories in here about your trip to Morgantown, and yeah, it's, and, it's not an academic book. Right. You know, I did research for it, but it, it's a coaching session between me and the reader. You know, and it's a lot of it is language that I use as a coach. I mean, it's it's not like I said, it's not an academic book. It's it's me coaching whoever's reading it and. Uh, that's what I love to do. It's what I'm good at. It's what you know the um, what fulfills me every day. So I'm like, why not do this more than just with my t- 100 players on my team? Why not be able to put this out there and anyone that wants to make a positive change, you know, I can help coach them and have an impact. And that's that's ultimately what I like to do and why I love to coach. Going well so far. The response been yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of former players reach out to me, and uh, there's some ex-WVU players that, that have the book and told me they couldn't put it down. And that's, you know, I, I know that, you know, I'm not looking for just, you know, incremental likes and how many people like it. I, really, my goal is to have a big impact on somebody, right. you know, because I've read books and that have had huge impacts on my life, and I've made major changes off of reading someone's book and their ideals, and that's the kind of impact I'm looking to have. Well, I will uh, now – complete the you know, what they say 85 percent of the people that put something in a mail or a, a cart on amazon don't actually purchase it <laughs> it's sitting in there i've got to put uh i got to get another chain for my dog as well so i'll make that big, <laughs> big purchase all at once but um i hope this goes well and um you know hopefully you can get out and, and make some tour stops Maybe they'll bring it, let you come to Morgantown before a game, and oh, you'll be coaching shit. What are we thinking? Yeah. So small Unless wins. On the weekend. What are the small wins for you guys this spring? Because uh, spring ball. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's you know, I guess the uh, the overall wins. You know, the head coach. I'm looking for some new leaders. We our quarterback graduated, uh, so I want to see who kind of takes the reins on that. And you know, it's a, our defense. I think we're going to be more of a defensive team this year. So um, you know, kind of excited to see how they kind of take over. You know, it's it was uh, led by offense was kind of the front of the show with Austin Hensley. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the defense kind of taken over, but uh, you know I'm glad you asked that because we're meeting as a staff this week. We have our it's basically our hell week. We call it tour of duty. Uh, we get them up every morning at 5 a.m. We you know we try and break them. It's like kind of the coaches versus the players. They do stations. It's it's brutal, and uh, we want to see what what does it take to break you. That's kind of what we talk about is mental toughness. So we're, this week is kind of what we're trying to figure out as a staff. What are the what are the small wins we need to do as a staff and you know when your your culture is what your actions are so for us it's like if we preach being a family and being tough and connected then our actions have to reflect that we we've got to do things not it's not just about x's and o's if if family is what we're saying is the most important thing in our program then we have to do things other than football together and you know as a staff we got to you know make a list of okay here's what we need to do and that's what the book's about that's what I'm about is just being intentional about you know I don't just make wishes I'm you know if we want to be a a tighter connected team then we got to do things other than just play football if we want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you got a couple new faces on your staff this year, right? Yeah, that was a huge you know thing for us. The, the recruiting was great, but uh, we picked up Paul Price, who was the head coach at Concord. He's now our linebacker, special teams coordinator. And 
I've worked with him. You know, I GA'd for him. He's a mentor of mine and a great friend. So having him, uh, we got a new wide receiver coach that was uh, Coach Rodriguez's GA at Ole Miss, and he's doing an outstanding job. New strength coach is phenomenal from Old Dominion. Uh, was a former Army Ranger and. Uh, you Look know he's out. he's an old you know he's got some experience in in not just training but how to lead men and he and will break them he and he he does it he's he's you know I'm a very positive uh-huh. attitude guy so he you have to have people you know they have to kind of fit your culture and this guy is he does a great job of of creating that environment but be it still being able to I've never seen someone cuss someone out with a smile on their face like he does <laughs> not cuss them out but just he he chews their ass yeah. and, he, and and he's got a smile on his face and they're like. They totally understand it, you know. Yeah. So he does a great job with that, and that uh, I think that that's one of the reasons we're going to be a major sleeper, you know, in the conference next year. So he's kind of Rick Trickett esque. No, Rick Trickett <laughs> is the opposite of that. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny Rick Trickett story. Uh, I was coaching. I was a GA, and I was kind of proud of myself. I was GA at Wesleyan, and I walked over to get a drink. I was I was uh, coaching a camp at WVU in the summer. Coach uh, Trickett's there, and I was all proud. I'm like, hey, coach, I'm you know I'm. I'm coaching, uh, you know, West Virginia Wesleyan now. I, you know, have my chest puffed out, and he's like, well, "What are you coaching?" I'm like, "Wide receivers." And he's like, "You dumb motherfucker!" He's like, "You'll never make any. You'll never have a job coaching wide receivers. Like, coach O line or DBs or get the hell out of here." And that was all he said to me, and that was the best advice I think I got. And and he did it in like one sentence. And so from then on, I was, um, uh, you know, I tried to coach O line and DBs. That's and I did, and I learned so much from it, and uh, it was a great lesson and good coaching. Well, you we could do a whole series of shows on Rick Trickett stories if you oh, got yeah. the right the right amount of guys in here. Um, I guess he's is he still hanging out up in? Um, he coaches at Glenville. At yep. Glenville, he's yeah. the line coach. Yeah, yeah, I see him all the time. He's uh, he's. A, I mean, that's one of the best coaches you're going to find anywhere. He's rough. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, you got to have thick skin, but um, if you can make it, you'll be much better. So, you know, well, you said that you thought you guys were going to be a sleeper this year. I don't really see you guys as a sleeper this year. I think people are kind of now look at the schedule and, and say, all right, you, you're going to have to bring your lunch. And uh, when you play state, I think you've already changed the culture over there around the league. And I think if you look at the league, um, I wouldn't think that people are just kind of like, eh, looking past state anymore. So Right, because state used to just be a walkthrough team. Yeah, so kudos yeah. to I you. I mean, really. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's a, you know, it's a, when we got there, we had to teach them how to win and not win on the field, but win every day. And that's ultimately what the slogan, win the moment came from. That's kind of where the book kind of comes from is just, we, you know, if you, if you want to be a champion, you want to be successful, you, you don't just win on Saturdays or whatever your game day is. You win every day. And, you know, that's a byproduct of what you do. This is an important time of year at spring ball. I know, uh, you know, uh, Coach Brown, just listening to his presser the other day, uh, he's just talking about getting out there and just basically breaking them, seeing what they have, see what they, you know, what they're going to give you this year. And I guess kind of learning and redeveloping a relationship with your, with your players. Um, I know it's a crucial time of the year. People probably don't think too much of spring ball, but it's actually a pretty crucial time of year around the board. Yeah, everyone on the team's got a question mark beside their name. That's what I told the guys the other day. Like every single one of you has a question mark. Or if you were a star, you know, somewhat of a good player last year, can you step up and be the guy? Like like you were saying in basketball, we need a play. Can you be that guy? If you were a, a scout team guy, are you going to step up and be a guy that can help us on Saturdays? I mean, every guy has a question mark beside his name. And spring doesn't necessarily give you the exact answer, but it gives you an idea of who's who's ready to step up and you know take over. Well, and it's funny you say that because that's the first thing that Brown said when they were talking. Depth chart. He said depth chart. He said, I don't, "We're going to spring. I don't have a depth chart." He said, "Everything's, Every, open. everything's open." Yeah, and, that, and we say the same thing, and I, I totally agree <laughs> with that. But at the same time, as a player, you know, to them, it, it means. I mean, there is a depth chart. I mean, whether you say there's one or not, right. and we don't have one either. I mean, so far away from a game, but but to them, it's life and death, and that's you know, that's kind of the you know, as coaches, sometimes I can look back, and I'm I'm older now, and I. You know, if a kid has – if he's second string, I'm like, well, who cares? There's no depth chart. But to him, it means everything. And yep. I think that's one of the things that, you know, we say. I, I really don't like when coaches say all oh, the kids are soft now. It kind of makes me mad. That's that's not leadership. You know, my, leadership is finding out well, wh- why is this bothering him? How how can I get through to him? How can I teach him and show him that, yeah, okay, it, it maybe it matters to you, but it's not really that important because here's why. If you do this, this, and this, you'll be where you want to be. And I think that's what being a leader is all about when you say – kids are soft now you're not being a leader you're just being a complainer and that's the opposite that's that's a, that's good, a good point, point. i've yeah. never even thought of it that way and if you think about it the, the the course of history the the generation ahead of you has always thought your generation yeah. was soft or yeah. oh yeah weird or listen to bad music so i mean i do the same shit now i look right. at the music and i'm like what the hell is this 
bullshit. But, well, if your girlfriend breaks up with you, it's a big deal, you know. But to me, I'm like, come on, get over it. Quit being soft, <laughs> you know. But I do have to have some empathy and be like, well, when I was 18, that was a pretty big deal, and that could yeah. have an effect on why I'm not playing well or not, you know, not having the same attitude I normally come in the weight room with. So, uh, and it's our job as coaches to to figure out what that is and fix it. I'm excited so, to see the Yellow Jackets next year. Yeah, they have a really good potential quarterback. Yeah, we have a, we had a freshman last year that, that lit it up, uh, and some you know some small pockets uh, with our you know Austin Hensley was so good it, you know we weren't going to play uh, freshman, but this guy had to get on the field. He kind of forced his way out there and started in the conference title game, and he's he's an he electric had a bum player. wheel too, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, gutted that shit out. We, we didn't know he played till yeah. the day before, and he yeah he gutted it out, made some big time plays for an eighteen year old. That's that's a tough thing to do. Your first starts a conference championship game. Who are you guys? I know because you guys traveled this year and played. When we played Kansas, they were playing some on the road. Southeast play? Missouri State? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you guys playing another game like that this year? No, we actually play Shippensburg in the PSAC this okay. year. It's our out-of-conference game. It, it's good every couple of years to play a 1AA team, and you know you get get some extra budget money out of the deal and a fun right. trip. And um, So it, it was a good trip. But, you know, Cape Girardeau was only eight hours, so it wasn't, wasn't too bad. I remember, I remember when your state played Marshall. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. I think they had Moss, if I'm not Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. You played at Institute. So. Yeah. Would you like to match up with Moss now? That would be a tough matchup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some WVU sports and also, oh, like I said, it is springtime. So, I mean, spring ball, baseball, and uh, all that fun Golf stuff. March Madness, too. Yeah, that, that'll be here in two yeah. weeks. All right, we'll do that when we come back. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! The FloorCam is a revolutionary flooring insulation tool. Its rust-free aluminum lightweight design ensures durability and portability, both integral to quick, flawless flooring installation. The FloorCam has no moving parts, which allows the device to easily withstand years of operation. No competitor tool is as durable, simple, or effective. The FloorCam will help you save time, money, and most importantly, help you achieve a beautiful finished product free of gaps. You want to sit in your cubicle for an hour and pretend to be happy? Come on! Swivel your sad excuse for a swivel chair over to B-Dubs and enjoy a real happy hour. Get deals like $2 Bud Light and Coors Light drafts, $3 select premium shots, $5 loaded nachos, and all the games you can watch. So get here and get happy. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! At participating locations, dining only. Hours of availability may vary by location. Other limitations may apply where required by law. Must be 21 or older. Void where prohibited. A legal issue involving your family can turn your world upside down. When you need knowledge, service, and dedication, turn to the legal professionals at Hardy Pence PLLC. With more than 100 years of trusted legal advocacy, Hardy Pence will guide you through child custody, divorce, guardianship, and domestic violence support. Working through complex family matters can be challenging, and the law can be confusing. This is why our attorneys are determined to offer honest, trustworthy legal advice to better serve your situation. Call 304-605-2026 for a consultation, or visit hardypence.com. Okay, Takashi, what do you got? Well, I think I have a frush. What the fuck is a frush? A frush. Oh, well, see, I got two sevens, and two sevens beats a fresh. Oh, oh, thank you. Let's go, Mountaineers! 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 Welcome back to the Section 304 podcast, drinking beers, talking ears. This segment's going to be a little shorter. Chrome has to go watch uh, Disney on Disney, Disney on Ice. Did you see your stylist before you? Uh, I, I saw him on Friday to get ready for the day yeah. out. You Had know, Chrome get. gets his don't be perving out up there. You know, he those are go like, to a barber shop. He goes to a stylist. He gets his did you Manny Petty and his haircut. Well, you got you got to trust your your whoever's cutting your hair. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good good relationship with him. Stylist, stylist, not a barber. Not, not I don't go to a barber shop. You'll fit right in at Disney on Ice with Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> with the figure skaters? Yeah. So, well, I guess West Virginia baseball is playing right now. 
Yeah, we're losing one zero. But Jakey pitching. Jake you didn't hear him announce when he fucking looked at his motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> that was what he was yelling about. Oh, yeah. We gave. We gave. What up. are they? Eight and eight and five. Eight and five. They started off we, pretty well. We lost yesterday to Mercer. Playing again against Mercer. Is that on ESPN Plus today? I don't yeah. think. Is it on ESPN Plus? Wait. I don't think so. I don't think this game is. No, next Look week. At your next false week. False advertisements is. over there. I think it is. But Carr. Right. Looks like Carr's got. Four Ks in going through three. He had a so, good good game last Sunday. And he had a great game yeah, last lefty. Sunday. Yeah, he's he's lefty true home. freshman. I mean, there's this this staff's real real happy with him. See, he's only walked Withrow, one batter. Is yeah. Withrow the, somebody was telling me the other day they think he could be as good as Manoa. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty that's saying good. something. That's pretty yeah. fucking pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the West Virginia starts spring ball this week. Brown had his press conference. Had a big commitment this weekend, too. Huge commitment. The keeping to, uh, from Spring Valley, yeah. baby. Hey. Have you watched him? I know you probably recruit kids from Spring Valley. Yeah, I mean, we, I haven't watched him a whole lot because it's kind of a waste of time. Right, right, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. does he stand out? Like, if Are you're you looking at their – you can't compete with Alabama? <laughs> you mean, you, know, you never know. But, no, we, we – uh, you can see him out there, you know, that he's just obviously – I mean, you can tell when a guy's a, a beat, you know, whatever, yeah. Division One A. I don't know, the FBS. You can tell yeah. when he's a Power Five or Top yeah. Five conference guy. It's pretty obvious. You know, it's funny, though, and I, and I hate to go back and talk about it, but there was a point in time when, when people would say that, uh, you know, it's, you can't recruit to West Virginia. And if it just shows that you, if you put in That's a little bullshit. bit of effort. The number one running back in the country was on campus for a visit and has – Proudly proclaimed, he'll be back. Yeah, he said it's he not you can't time. recruit there. It's it's, it's that you're, you look you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Well, I think a lot of people weren't taking shots at these four star guys because, like he's saying, you look at it and it's like, oh come on, what are the chances? Well, they just had a four star, another four star lineman for uh, Missouri. Yeah. that was up at the game that was recruited yesterday, and we got same a quarterback thing. we offered, Braid. Braden Davis, I think he's his five name. star, isn't he? Four or five star, dual threat, dual threat. six three. You, you got to make the offer. I mean, and even it, you know, if with your team, there might be guys that, you know, that maybe are going to like a a, a division two. Well, they don't call it that. These new titles, I'll throw it off. But you know, he may or may not think about coming to state. So, but if you don't talk to him and yeah. throw it out there, what if he comes? What if he says, you know what, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to go here and play and. It's, you never know the circumstances, so take your shots with kids. I well, mean, you you gotta, hear it all the time. I mean, Rod used to say it. Neyland said it. Stu said it. I just got to get the kid on campus. If I get the kid on campus, I guarantee you 95% of the time I'm going to win him. I heard Stu was the guy that closed the show. Yeah, he was the deal once, closer. Yeah, they say once you got once he was in the living room, it was a done deal. But once you once – you, you got to find the right guys. I mean, they, you can't just go out there and recruit everybody – you know, you gotta find the ones that'll fit your program. Like we, right. we are, we have grinders. You know, in our program, they're, you know, we don't shy away. I tell every recruit they're gonna get up early and work hard, and get, they're gonna get coached hard. And if that's not what they're into, then you know they probably need to go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. you, you find those guys, and whether whatever star they are, they that might be what they're into. This this kid from Spring Valley might have just wanted to stay close to home, you know. And even though uh, there might have been some bigger offers, it's just a better fit for them. Well, I think you can relate. I mean, first thing that. Brown said, he said, I'm not recruiting stars. He said, I'm recruiting character right now. He said, we're building a program. He said, we're changing the culture. He said, so I'm looking for more of that character person that's going to be a change there, to the team. N- there's nothing worse than a roster full of renegades. Well, I, I mean, it'll just poison your program. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some there's some advantages to having recruiting disadvantages, if that makes sense, because the guys that we get are all in on what we do. You know, if they don't like this or that, uh, or, you know, same thing with WVU, if, you know, these these kids that are all over Twitter announcing 852 offers, you know, that that might not be the kind of guy that they get. They want a blue-collar guy that's going to get after it and, you know, just just work hard. And that's uh, – and I think those are the kind of guys that we look for. And if you have a disadvantage, you might get rid of those guys automatically. And right. so, like you said, if you can just get them on campus, you know that they're somewhat interested. And you can – when you get them on campus, you can kind of inter- you can kind of interview each other. You know, you know if you fit well in their program, and you know they're going to know if uh, if they like your coaching style. Interesting thing that comes out, and you probably are like this too, um, the parents. So the parents out there listening, um, I know a lot of coaches. That's the first thing they ask about how are how are his parents or how are her parents. Uh, they don't want to deal with uh, what's his name, Lamar Ball. No. 
draw up some plays that he found on <laughs> Madden. And I'm like, you know, this works on Madden. Well, I tell this coach. I tell the the recruits and their parents. I I kind of have a separate meeting with them and say, look, th- I kind of look at it the opposite. That this is a partnership between me and the, and the parents. That our goal is to make sure that their son gets a degree and develops the right habits, you know, so he can be a right. successful adult. So we use football to kind of do that. But I I mean, it is a partnership. You can't avoid it anymore. They can hit you up on Twitter. They can. I mean, you're so available. That you know, I don't. I tell them I don't want anyone telling me which place to call. But if you have a question about your son, how he's how he's developing, if he's doing well in school, if he's doing well in the weight room, like please call me and and I want to work with you. And also that goes hand in hand with if he's if he's struggling, you know, I need to be able to call you and say, hey, you know, you need to he he needs to just stick this thing out. You know, he's just he he can do this, and I need you to be behind us when when he starts complaining about being homesick or having a you know not being first string. You need to tell him to stick it out and stay with it and. and He'll be he'll be fine. Well, nothing like having that open dialect between parents and coaches, especially. I mean, right now you're eighteen year old kid. Most of them, a lot of them, haven't been away from home on their own doing that type of stuff. So it's a learning curve. Plus, you throw a job, which is pretty much what college sports are. I mean, it's no longer fun like high school. Hey, I'm going to go practice. I'm going to play. Then I'm off. It's you know Sunday through Saturday. It's it's a job. I'm committed to this this work. So. And it takes a while to figure that out. You know, I mean, you, there's not too many 18-year-olds that, that figure that out right away. Yeah. You know, so you have to be able to work with the parents. They're going to be able to get a hold of you anyway. That that LeVar Ball parent or, you know, that acts like an agent, he's going to find you. I mean, he's going to try. Yeah. Anyway, well, so you and, might as well open up that pipeline and, and just have those conversations. Anymore, I heard coaches are almost having their assistants or their GAs go with them and sit near the, pa- the parents and, and kind of just watch how they say what, you know, what their actions, what their attitude is. And then, I mean, you got Nick Saban today, or not today, but this week came out and said that he looks now, has your kid transferred to four or five different schools? Because guess what? I don't want him. Oh, yeah. that's good. they're going to transfer and, again. There's no. I mean, it's right. almost 100%. If they, they went to multiple high schools, unless there was something with they were moving because of their family situation, I mean, it's, it's almost automatic. I mean, and that's one thing we talked to him about, you know, that's why you don't want them to quit because it's just going to get easier and easier to quit right. when it gets hard. And well, that, what's his, the dude I like, Lamont McDougal? Yeah, he yeah. went to like four high schools, came, started at West Virginia freshman year, and had then the hell of a season. Bowling ball in the middle, dude, and then transferred to said he was homesick and transferred to Washington State. Yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. No, he <laughs> no, because he was an East Coast kid. Wasn't he's he? from Florida. Florida. Yeah, and he, so the total opposite. So, yeah. I'm homesick. I'm he going to Washington State. Were coming. Well, still, he would have been playing. He, he was going to play. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it would have been a really solid D line, but I, I guess he thought, who knows? But he'd he, still you be imagine there. him. He was homesick for Eastern Washington, the, the <laughs> desert out there. Sounds like that kid. Anything, anytime it got hard, he was going to leave. Wait, Washington out on the West Coast? Yes. Yeah. He's in coronavirus territory now. Well, uh, let him let him deal with that shit. Um, and it seems like now, I mean, with that transfer portal, it, it, it's getting a whole lot worse. Instead of instead of working and saying. Uh, I don't. Th- I think. I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, it just kind of organizes. I mean, the, the same kids were going to transfer anyway. I mean, it's not like transferring started when the portal started. Well, it no. just gives you like a. They're, they're just now you have an idea as a coach, like you know who's who's leaving, and I mean we had a kid that um, you know that was struggling with us. That you know he was a great player, but uh, you know he wasn't fitting in our culture, and he was kind of working against us. So we 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 wanted him to leave, you know, and so we. Uh, he, he had his his had some his mom was sick back home. It was better for him that he left, and I think it was a uh, it was a win win. I mean, we we lost a great player, but he was hurting the team, and he needed to go home and be closer to home. And I think that was causing a lot of the problems. And you know, so we we put him in the portal. He found a you know place close to home, and it worked out for him. But again, you also benefited off the portal with uh, Austin Hensley. I mean, Hensley started up at WVU. And, yeah, I mean, the odds were just stacked against him. I mean, it, it just wasn't going to look He's like a really he was good going, quarterback at Hurricane. Though. He, yeah, he was a good quarterback, good quarterback at Hurricane. Back then, the portal was Gibby texting me and saying, "Hey, we're going <laughs> to tell Austin Hensley he needs to leave. <laughs> you know, you want to hit him up here once he gets yeah. his uh, transfer." He was player of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, Austin. Yeah, no, he was he was first team. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, that's, that's right. We had a running back that was like one of the best players in the country at Notre Dame, and uh, so he, I think he had like twenty seven hundred rushing yards, something Damn, crazy. Golly, that'd be, that'd be something but you I, don't want to scheme against. No, Damn. I, I like that the transfer portal. I mean, it's the same the same kids were going to leave anyway. It doesn't like make them leave more or less. I mean, there's still weak minded kids out there that are going to leave because they're not happy. 
yeah. you know, or whatever. Or it's back to play right away. I, I think it just gets hard. I mean, being yeah. successful is hard. It is. And you have to work your tail off if you want to be successful every day, you know, and there are going to be bad days and can you push through them. And uh, some kids don't have it. And that's why you want them to go to a program and stay because they'll, they'll be a champion when they leave. You know, yeah. I tell every parent that because I believe it. You know, you, you stick it out at West Virginia State, you'll be a champion. There's no doubt in my mind. Consistency is small. Deep win <laughs> that's exactly right there it is no look at our basketball team all they had to do was make free throws S- small small, wins. small small stuff cut well, the turnovers yeah. small win big game you knock yes. off number four and when you focus on a small like getting up early in the morning and doing things right then that forces you to have to go to bed early you know mm-hmm. it forces all these other things to happen and that's um you know it's a, we call it a keystone habit uh we have one for our team we have you know i have one for myself and some morning routine for me but I think those things are extremely important. They make everything else better. You like still have the core those. of your 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 band over there, right? Quincy's still there. Yeah, Quincy and George. And George. Yep, we're still uh, still rocking it together. It's it's pretty awesome. We're the only three left from our original, original staff. staff. So makes sense. Two former teammates, the only ones. Yeah, still together. There's kind of a bond there. I ta- I saw Quincy a few weeks ago. He came down and uh, did something with me, and we talked. And I mean, he's he he just seems really happy. Like, just loves getting out there and coaching. I mean, you start we. You know, of course, we cut through the bullshit and it's straight, we start talking state, and yeah. his energy level shoots up. So, just you know, a guy like him, um, he's been there, done that, played in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad's played in the league, won the Super Bowl. So, you've got a guy. On They're your knocking sp- on the door, man. Yeah, oh yeah. They were there at the end of the year this year. I think yeah. some guys were hurt, and Notre Dame was pretty good, right? But they're close. Well, well and, and, I mean, like I said earlier, state used to be a walkthrough team. It used to be, yeah. you know, it didn't matter if it was. UC, Glenful, whatever. It's like, hey, we're playing state. It's, you know. Did he have any but, eligibility left? Did he need a tackle? No. Um, my days are well He's back past. down to his old wrestling weight. He's doing yeah, pretty good. Yeah, he lost some weight. A little bit. A little bit. I, uh, I put, Feet are uh, slow as hell, though. I put the beer aside. That was my. That, <laughs> that was, was your my, small win. That was my small win. <laughs> so stop drinking beer, and then it turned into the big gain of, of the, the better appearance the big loss. and being a little bit healthier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a story in the book about a guy that lost over 600 pounds. I saw that. And uh, he's got a mantra called the one-step method. And I think he started with just taking one step. That was literally his first. He did that, every, like, that's all he could do. He was, I think he was 800 pounds yeah. or something. <laughs> said yeah. 799 pounds. Yeah, at like 17 years old or something. God, really. so one that's step, incredible. 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 Well, well, I look forward to reading it. Yeah, yeah I'm about three chapters in. Digging it? Yeah. Good stuff. He he did that while he was at the salon getting his hair yeah. done while he was under you, the dryer. You, you switched up from your normal World War Two uh, Nazi German uh, fucking biographies stuff. that you read to, to Pennington's book. <laughs> yeah, he must really really like you because most of his books are they're they're little off the off the. Oh, radar. I know he's a history buff. Yeah. Always has oh, been. He's got a lot of. Them I know out he's, there. he said he lost some weight too, and yeah, I love hearing that. I hope uh, I, I love hearing. You know, stuff about hopefully the book helps, like, hey, it helped me do this. I mean, that's ultimately, you know, the goal for writing it. If you get into books, like, well, and I'll, you know, we mentioned Danny Bugs um, a few years ago. I mean, I'm trying to think, probably eight years ago or so. I was just kind of going through this, this, this shit. I was, you know, going through a separation. I was back and living in my mother's house, didn't have access to my child. And, um, and I would talk to Danny via text or call him. And, or just go through his book every day. It was just like yeah. like a one-page, just here's how you get through your day type of thing. And, I mean, like you said, you just hope you reach that one person. And at that time period, um, Danny's books really helped me. And he – you know, that I had access to talk to him as well, so that kind of helped. But uh, him being an FCA chaplain, you know, kind of oh, yeah. um, was able to talk me through some of that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I hope this book reaches a lot of people, and um, I hope you – you sell a million copies, and then oh, yeah. you can maybe write a Harry Potter book or something. <laughs> <laughs> Make Crumb's, a movie. Crumb's hitting you with the hard rap. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I see he's got his princess. He's, yeah. Are those your shoes or hers? Those are hers. They're hit. <laughs> She's ready to go. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Crumb's going to go see all the- uh, Elsa. Disney on ice. Disney on ice, babes. You know, you can't perv out when you sit. You got to let those <laughs> oh, characters. Oh, oh now you got to think about that the whole time. Oh. It's a family event, man. <laughs> Not one of your rock concerts. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. And uh, thank you for checking out the show, Coach. Thanks for coming in. Talk yeah, thanks, John. Yep. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me again. And uh, go to the website. Uh, I got some stuff on my website, too. Not just the book. It's CoachJohnPennington.com. You can get the book and some other things there, too. Cool. Hey, All Lou. Right. We went Thursday night. <laughs>
I think so. Yeah. I think we win. Small wins, baby. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks. All right. Oh,